everyone and welcome back to the Glam Observer podcast. My name is Jada Gretzena and I'm the founder of GlamObserver.com. Today I'm with Holly McLean, an amazing fashion photographer who worked with Chanel, Levis, Glamour, Louis Vuitton, Tiffany and many other great fashion brands. She's brilliant and smart and she's committed to diversity in the industry and one of the things I love about her is that where she has the choice she works with models of ethnicities and body types that are underrepresented in the fashion and beauty industries. Today we talk everything about fashion photography from the beginning of her career to how to build your fashion photography portfolio and why it is so important, how to set your rates, how to get experience at the beginning and she also shares her three top tips to make it as a new fashion photographer in this competitive industry. Before starting this new episode, I would like to introduce you our membership program. The Glam Observer membership is for all the girls who want to start and build a successful career in fashion. Not just career advice, templates and resources, the Glam Observer membership also means feeling part of a community and getting to know people who share your same interest. You will get access to all the exclusive posts and interviews. You will get for free the Girl with a Plan shopper bag and the Girl with a Plan box, which is an amazing cute pink box that contains everything for girls with a plan which are beauty fashion and lifestyle products you will also get priority access and discounts to the glam observer conference members only networking events and workshops discounts on our products access to our private Facebook group and also CV and cover letter review unlimited email consultations and 30 minute a month consultation call with me, Glam Observer founder. One of our members said, I had no idea of my career path. I just knew I wanted to work in fashion, but thanks to the Glam Observer membership, now I have my dream job. Their consultant service helped me to understand what I wanted to do, and their CV review service worked so great that I got my job at Valentino. I wish I knew about this membership from the beginning, so I would not have wasted precious time. Thank you, Marie, for this review. And if you're interested and you want to join us and become a girl with a plan to take your fashion career to the next level, visit glamobserver.com. Now let's start. Hello, Holly, and welcome to the Glam Observer podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Your work is absolutely amazing and I would love to be photographed by you. So if I will ever need a photographer in London, I know who to call. Yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> Before we go into what you do now as a fashion photographer, I would like to know how everything started. So what did you study? Um, so I originally studied history of art and French. Um, at Trinity, which is a university in Dublin, which is where I'm from. And then after my studies, I moved to Berlin for a little bit. And so it wasn't until after my degree that I got into photography. And then I spent about a year um, 
building my portfolio and doing photography odd jobs and then I applied to a master's in photography at Goldsmiths in London and then I went on to study that. What was your first job? My first job ever? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was 13 and I worked in a pub down the road from my parents house mm -hmm. um, so yeah I was there I worked in pubs until probably I was about 20 yeah so from about 13 to 20 like wh while I was at school and while I was at university um, I worked in pubs as a part-time job. What was your first job as a fashion photographer and how did you get it? Um, my first job as a fashion photographer so do you mean my first paid job as a fashion photographer? I don't know. Did you start working for free at the beginning of your career as fashion photographer? So, um, well, I didn't go straight into fashion photography. Uh, after mm -hmm. I graduated, I did um, fine art photography. So I was uh, like exhibiting my photos in galleries. And then I did a little bit of photojournalism as well. And I did a bit of event photography. And I was just uh, kind of trying to figure out what it is I wanted to do. And then about seven years ago, I decided that it was actually fashion photography that I wanted to focus on. So I took a sidestep into fashion photography. And I definitely did some jobs for free at the start. Um, I think the first job that I did was I shot a lookbook for a graduating student from London College of Fashion. She needed a lookbook of her final collection that she had created. And so I think that was the first fashion job that I did. But then my first paid fashion job, I think, um, was when I started doing street style for Company Magazine. And I was really excited about that. That was um, a really exciting opportunity for me. So you didn't start as a fashion photographer, but went into fashion photography later, right? Yes, that's right. And so what did you change and then went into fashion photography? Well, I suppose after I graduated, I didn't really know exactly what kind of photography that I wanted to do. Uh, and the focus of the course that I had done was very much on fine art photography and developing um, projects with a view to exhibiting them in galleries or in glossy photography magazines. So that was sort of the course that I started on. And I did enjoy the process of uh, well, I enjoyed the end result of the work that I was um, creating, but I didn't really enjoy the process. I found it really lonely. And really what I wanted was to work with lots of teams, produce a lot of work, be really busy and work for commercial clients. So I thought that fashion photography is really beautiful and I can still produce really creative imagery in fashion photography, but I would have um, a busy team orientated way of working which was what I wanted. And when you switched to into fashion photography did you notice a difference between your your previous shoots and then when you started shooting fashion photography I mean the techniques changed or did you had to take a fashion photography course? No I didn't take a fashion photography course 
Um, I, I don't, I don't think that you need one. I don't really think that you necessarily need to study photography either to be a photographer. What you do need is a passion for it and just to work on your skills. And there's so many resources available now. There's YouTube courses, online courses, all kinds of ways to learn photography. You can assist a photographer, you can practice loads on your own. So you don't uh, need a course behind you I think to establish yourself in the field that was just the route that I took but so yeah no I didn't um, study a fashion photography course I guess I have always um, loved fashion photography I've always read glossy fashion magazines and so I guess I was just trying to create work that was more in line with what I was seeing uh, in magazines and in campaigns for brands. It took a while though um, to to get it right, I think. Yeah. How did you build your portfolio? If one of our listeners need to build a fashion photography portfolio, could you explain what is a portfolio? How many pages does it need to be? And what are the steps to build one? So when I was starting out, I got some great advice and that was that your portfolio is the beating heart of your career. So if your portfolio isn't good, then you're not going to get booked for any work. It really should represent the best of you as a photographer. And it doesn't matter if you're starting out and you don't have that much work because how could you? But you should have, you should make sure that it's just your best, best work in that portfolio. So I know how tempting it is to say, and especially when you've photographed the work, you're very attached to it and you'll love all of the photos for different reasons. So it is easy to say, oh, I want to put all of this work in it, but actually you need to be really, really strict about what you put into your portfolio. Don't have loads of photos that look the same because just one photo can drag down an otherwise great portfolio. So get friends who work in um, the creative world as well, uh, get mentors, colleagues, peers, anyone else to have a look at what you're putting into your portfolio and just listen to them. Don't be sensitive about it. If they say that photo is not as good as that one, listen to them and just take it out. So yeah, I think your portfolio is really important. Um, and in order to build up work to go into your portfolio, you need to do test shoots a lot. Um, I tested all of the time when I was starting out. I still test occasionally when I have time so that I can pursue my own creative projects. So it's important to find a creative team and start working with new faces at modeling agencies and just start testing all of the time so that you have work to put into a portfolio and I would say at the start of your career even if you only have five or ten photos in there that's completely fine um I'm but I do think no matter how long you've been a photographer you probably shouldn't have more than 30 photos in your portfolio because people mm-hmm. kind of get bored after that yeah these are all great tips and and at the beginning when you don't have all the tools or you don't work with the best models or locations how can you take your best photos to add in your portfolio 
considering what you have and with your limited budget? You just have to be afraid not to make mistakes. I think something that I did when I was starting out was I put so much pressure on my test shoots. I wanted them to look like something Peter Lindbergh had shot for Vogue, which was ridiculous because <laughs> I was a complete newbie and how could I possibly produce shoots of that level and quality? So I would say if you're organizing a test shoot, go in there with the intention of making all of your mistakes. It's good to make the mistakes at this stage of your career rather than later down the line in your career. So yeah, don't be afraid to make mistakes and be patient because your work isn't going to look like a Vogue editorial the first time you do a test shoot, but you will probably notice small improvements each time that you do a test shoot as well. Yeah, totally. And I, I also think it's absolutely normal to be inspired by one of the most famous fashion photographers when you're first starting out. So Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Now let's talk about pricing because I guess if you're a new photographer, you don't know how much to charge. So how did you set your rates at the beginning and how do you set prices now? Oh, it's such a difficult question to answer. I am—I mean, I hadn't a clue how to charge for anything at the start. I, I do remember one of the first jobs that I um, was asked how much I would charge as opposed to being told what the rate was. So actually, it's quite handy if you are starting out and someone just tells you what the rate is. I suppose I sort of used that as a base point. But someone asked me for a quote for a job and it was it was only going to take an hour or something like that it's quite a short job but I I just didn't have a clue what to charge and I just said and um, maybe a hundred pounds and they were like yeah 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 that's fine yeah we'll do that <laughs> and I was like oh no I should have charged them more <laughs> so you again you just learn through making mistakes so the next time someone asked me for a quote it was a little bit more um, and then the next time maybe it was a little bit more and you sort of you, you can figure it out as you go along. But then sometimes something that you should be paid a proper rate for, maybe the client doesn't have budget for that either. So it sort of changes all of the time. And then the difficult thing with being a photographer as well is that you also charge dependent on the usage of the photos. So if the photos are going to be used in a magazine or if they're going to be used in a global advertising campaign, they're going to be two completely different rates. So it's, yeah, it is really difficult. And I would say just try and get as much advice as you can from other photographers and other people who work in the industry. But you'll also get to a point where you feel comfortable with what you're charging. Um, you know, if you, if you undercharge someone, you'll know in your gut if you've if you've worked too cheaply or if you've been asked to do too much for what you've charged. So then you know the next time you charge a little bit more. And then equally, there'll probably be a point where you'll overquote someone, and you might feel like, oh, maybe I charged a little bit too much for that as well. So it's it's a personal journey for all photographers, and. I'm sorry that I don't have any more advice uh, beyond that, but I, you know, I'm still figuring it out myself, really. Yeah, I think these are all great tips. I mean, it's everything is all about trial and errors. Absolutely.
Did you have another job at the beginning of your photography journey? Yeah, definitely. I worked in offices while I was building up my portfolio and launching my career. And yeah, it was only when I uh, got to a point where I felt like I was... So I was working full-time in offices while I was uh, building my portfolio and um, building a client base. And then I... When I started to earn some money from photography, I went down to part-time hours. And then maybe after a year of doing part-time, I felt like I could properly launch my business. And yeah, I think that's really common for people to do. I wouldn't have been able to afford London rent if I hadn't have done that as well. And it was definitely frustrating at times because I felt like I didn't have enough time to focus on photography when I really wanted to, but you just have to maximize every moment that you do have, use your evenings, use your weekends, uh, get up early in the morning. And there were times when I called in sick uh, for a shoot or, you know, would leave early to go and do a shoot. I think that if you do want to be a photographer, you do need to prioritize that. Um, and my thinking was, well, I guess I can always get another job if I get into trouble for, you know, calling in sick or whatever it was. But if you want to be a photographer, then you need to prioritize the shoots. But the best thing to do would be to get a job that has flexibility. And luckily, the jobs that I did have, they were really understanding and knew that I did want to launch a photography business. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky. It was probably, gosh, I don't know how long, maybe three three or four years after I graduated, maybe, um, that I was I working. That's not too long. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And maybe, you know, I think I probably could have done it quicker, actually. I think I... I was really nervous um, for a long time and I think that held me back. I think if I had, so kind of in my last uh, year before I launched my business full time, I really was going for it and saying yes to absolutely every opportunity that came my way. Whereas before that, I was a bit more reticent and nervous about saying yes to things, especially if they did clash with my office job. So I, if I had been as, Uh, enthusiastic about saying yes to every opportunity from the start I think I would have been able to launch my business much quicker. So and how did you end up working with big fashion brands such as Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Levis or big fashion magazines such as Cosmopolitan or Glamour? Uh, Gosh um, (laughs) it's funny like all of those little opportunities that you say yes to you really never know where they are going to end up so it's always worth saying yes to the opportunity and even if the photography job that you do you don't think is that great and you never know what the person who commissioned you might end up moving on to a really big magazine and they might remember you or they might be able to introduce you to someone who is an agent I mean you really never know um what your little yeses will lead to and that's basically what happened with all of these jobs the Louis Vuitton shoot um was because I had been working with a fashion blogger and she who I met in an art gallery by the way I recognized her and asked her if she wanted to have her photo taken and she said that she did and then we just ended up working with one another 
And yeah, we worked together for a few months and then Louis Vuitton wanted to do a shoot with her. And so she asked me if I would shoot it. So obviously I said yes. Um, and then the Chanel shoot came about through a stylist that I've worked for a couple of different times. She works with Chanel on their global styling program. And I was in Dublin airport actually uh, queuing through customs. And I just got a message through from her saying, uh, do you want to go to Paris next week uh, to shoot for Chanel? And I just replied saying yes. Like I didn't even check my calendar <laughs> or anything. I was like, I'm going, come hell or high water, I'm doing this shoot. Um, and then the Cosmopolitan one came about through my agent. But yeah, they all just kind of, you never know. You really never know where your next photography job is going to come from. So I think that's why it is really important to be so polite and friendly to everybody that you meet, because no one's going to um, recommend you for a job unless you have been really nice when they met you first. Yes, absolutely. And who was your first big client? Um, who was my first big client? So I suppose when I started shooting for a company magazine, I mean, they unfortunately aren't in print anymore, but they were a really cool, young um, Hearst magazine publication. So I was so excited when I um, was made their street style photographer. Oh, actually, I know what my first big job was. Uh, so through doing the street style for a company magazine, I um, stopped a woman one day who looked really cool, asked her if I could take her photo. And it turns out she was the PR for Levi's. And so she gave me her card saying, oh, if you ever need any, you know, Levi's for a shoot at company magazine, let me know. So I emailed her that night and said, I'd love to shoot a campaign for Levi's, which was completely ridiculous because I didn't have any business <laughs> to be shooting a campaign for Levi's at that stage of my career. But she wrote back to me and she said that they don't commission the campaigns in the London office, but she did think that we could work together. And so I ended up uh, doing a shoot which was exhibited at the Levi's stand at London Fashion Weekend, which for me was absolutely huge. And I was so excited and thrilled at the opportunity. But then- That's amazing. <laughs> But then even better, when um, the well upper management, I guess, at the Levi's office saw the photos that I had taken, they loved them so much that they uh, bought the usage rights to them to turn them into a campaign and they put them into stores across Europe. So I just couldn't believe from meeting this one woman on the street that I had ended up with my photos in Levi's stores in like Amsterdam and in Paris and in Berlin. It, yeah, that was huge. And again, that's another example of just where a tiny little yes can take you to an amazing place. Yeah, oh my God. I mean, it's really amazing and so inspiring for all the girls who are listening now. I mean, you really never know and you, you absolutely have to take every chance that you get at the beginning. Now I have a question because I'm pretty curious. So when you work on campaigns, what do you decide and what the brand or magazine decides instead? I mean, do you choose the location and or the models? How does it work? It really depends on the brand. Uh, I would say mostly brands are have a tighter control over the brief. 
uh, and they would already have an idea of where they want to shoot, what model they want to use, how they want the images to look. Um, but then some brands are really open to experimenting as well and having input from the photographer. Uh, and sometimes it is a more collaborative uh, approach. And then some magazines are the same. They have very tight control over the brief. Um, but I find generally magazines are more um, interested in collaboration, I suppose. Now let's talk about experience, because if you want to pursue a career as a fashion photographer, experience is so essential. So what are your tips about getting experience at the beginning? I say definitely assist um, different photographers as much as you possibly can. I learned so much when I was assisting photographers, not just about uh, lighting techniques and camera techniques, but just what happens on a shoot and how to speak to a client and the different relationships on set how to speak to a model, how to direct a model. These are all essential skills uh, to a photographer, but they're not the kind of skills that you learn from a course. So yeah, assisting is a huge resource for learning. And I would just say, if you are serious about being a photographer, then take every opportunity that you possibly can to assist. Because I've had people contact me before asking if they can assist. And then I've said, okay, great, we've got a shoot, whatever, next week. And then they've said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. I have to work uh, a shift at the bar I work at that day. And like I was saying earlier, if you are serious about being a photographer, you know, you can get another job in a bar, um, but you, you won't get another opportunity to assist me. So, uh, yeah, just take every opportunity that you can to assist and just practice as much as you possibly can with your camera. Approach modeling agencies and ask if you can test with some of their new faces. And that way, as well, you learn how to direct models. You're getting experience with your camera and you're also building relationships with the modeling agencies. The modeling agencies that I started testing with are now the modeling agencies that I go to when I want to book a model. So they're all um, invaluable experiences to have. Yes, these are all amazing tips. And girls, I really hope you're taking notes because Holly is sharing with us really insider and great practical tips. If you want to become a fashion photographer, these tips are really invaluable. Now I would like to talk about Instagram. And today with Instagram, it's easier to showcase your work and you can use it to build your portfolio. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I use my Instagram every day to showcase my work. I think it's an amazing resource for photographers. And I just don't see how you could be a photographer nowadays and not be on Instagram. And you're right, as you say, when you're starting out and if you don't have a website yet, it's just a great place to show work. And I think if you if you do have a website, then that is essentially your portfolio. So you're only putting your best work on your website. Whereas with Instagram, you can uh, put up work and ask for feedback. You can put up work that maybe is a different style to what you normally have. 
in your portfolio you can yeah you're just a lot more free with your instagram account i think to showcase different types of work so yeah i think it's brilliant yeah i think it's also great to use to find new clients i mean you can also reach out to new brands or magazines and ask them if you can work together fashion photography is such a competitive industry so what are your tips for new photographers to put their name out there? I would say to the most important thing is to not give up because there is so much rejection, especially at the start of your career. But rejection still comes um, throughout your entire career. So it never, ever goes away. But especially at the start, I just got no after no after no after no. And there would be tears and I just have to dry my tears and I just have to try again. And I think if I had let all of those no's get to me at the start of my career, then I wouldn't be where I am now. And actually, although fashion photography is a really competitive industry, so many people can't handle the rejection. So every rejection that you endure and you dust yourself down from, actually um, the field gets a little less competitive the further along that you go. So the number one tip is to just not give up. The second tip is to keep shooting as much as you possibly can. Like I said earlier, find a great creative team who are nice to work with and who also want to build their portfolio and just keep shooting every weekend, every spare evening that you have as much as possible, just keep testing. I'd say they'd be my two main tips. And then probably the third one would be to say yes to every opportunity that comes your way. I do wish I'd done that sooner in my career because I noticed such a difference once I started saying yes to everything. And I would get up at three in the morning if I had to. I'd double job if I had to. I would just do the photography jobs no matter how inconvenient it was. So, yeah, I'd say they are my top three tips. Yeah, brilliant. I totally 100% agree with you on everything. Now I have another question. Your photos are so fun and colorful. So how did you develop your photography style? So I guess that's probably another um, tip for managing how competitive the photography industry is and that is to establish your own style yeah totally that's why i'm i'm asking you how to develop a style i mean be unique so you might find like a particular photographer's work really beautiful so um, there's lots of photographers who work in black and white photography and their work is absolutely stunning and they get amazing commissions, but that's just not me. I, it doesn't excite me, black and white photography. So there's just no point in me ever trying to shoot something in black and white because it, it won't be true to who I am and therefore it won't be the best work that I possibly can do. So uh, I think don't look for what you think you should be doing just shoot the style that feels right for you and really colorful flashy poppy imagery just feels right for me 
and that might not be what's trendy at the moment but it doesn't matter it's my style and I think it took me a long time to figure out how important your individual style is but it, it is so important that people can recognize your work straight away so so yeah I'm glad that I have worked hard to figure out who I am as a photographer and I've stayed true to that. You're not only a great and brilliant fashion photographer but a mother too, right? That's right, yeah. Cool. And how old is your baby? Uh, he is nearly 11 months. Oh. And how does a day in your life look like as a mother and fashion photographer? It's busy. It's really busy. <laughs> um, and it's really fun as well. He's so lovely. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's great. But it's not without its challenges, of course. Uh, it being self-employed i just i never want to turn down good opportunities so i suppose it's been a bit like the start of my career where if i had to get up at three in the morning to do a photography job then i would it's a little bit like that having a baby and <laughs> <laughs> um, you know i say yes to the photography job first and then i think okay who am i going to get to look after this baby <laughs> so your, your um, photography career Training you also to your mother. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I went back to work really quickly after having the baby because that was important to me. Um, my husband took parental leave for a couple of months, so that was great. The baby could um, just be with his dad. Um, and then I have a really wonderful, supportive family. Uh, they all live in Ireland, but um, if I paid for their flights, they would just come over and they would look after the baby if I had a really big shoot. And now we've um, managed to find a nursery for him. So he's in nursery. So yeah, it's been a chaotic few months, but it feels like um, we have a bit more of a routine and structure now, which is great. Great for you. And um, do you travel often for your job? Um, I'm going to Paris next week, in fact, to shoot for Chanel, wow. um, <laughs> which I love saying, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, my husband will take the time off work and he's going to look after the baby for that. Um, but then, yeah, in terms of travel, I mostly go to the big fashion cities for work. So mm -hmm. New York, Paris, Milan, and then um, occasionally to other countries for shoots as well. But I, I, I'd like to be shooting and traveling more abroad, really. Now, my very last question is, what are your plans for the future? Do you have an exciting project in mind? Um, my plans for the future are to keep doing what I'm doing but at a bigger scale so I'd like to be shooting for really big titles I want to shoot for British Vogue, American Vogue and um, Elle magazine and I want to shoot um, campaigns for brands but brands that are really excited to create um, imagery that is really creative so that's um, always what I'm uh, working towards and I think when when I moved into fashion photography I I focused on those two goals and I feel like every year I'm kind of inching closer to those goals yeah and I wish you all the best really I'm not a photographer expert but 
I really think your work is really good and actually I really see your work in the pages of Vogue so I think you will for sure really make it. Oh that's very kind of you thank you so much. So thank you so much Holly for your time and all the precious tips you provided today about fashion photography. You are really brilliant and I think you really make it and get whatever you want. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm a big fan, so it's been great to chat. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Glam Observer podcast. If so, please do rate, leave a review and subscribe for more conversations with fashion professionals and entrepreneurs. See you the next time. Thank you.